You're listening to Hot Sauce Sports with Mo Cohen, PZ and Terry Tam. I now know that I'm on with a spy, depending on who's, uh, you know, who's, who's the captain of this ship. That's probably a bad thing if this podcast is supposed to go viral, isn't it? Cordero Patterson uh, like grabbing some shanks, uh, gentlemen, here. Uh, and he quote, and I quote, I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody blank and blank in my balls, my face. <laughs> in my teenage years, I'd get back from high school. I'd smash two pizza pockets. Carmelo Anthony never learned you can't live life just smashing pizza pockets. Because he lost uh, a double bet, uh, what I did is I cut an jalapeno, a jalapeno in half. And I filled it with hot sauce, so he's gonna have to slurp this down. Why are you, need, why are you giving me a fucking banana, dude? I'm not eating a banana. I'll just fucking, I'll rather piss in my mouth than eat. This okay, so there we go. Stop stalling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, here are your hosts, Mo, Terry, and Peasy. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I'm your host, Peas Delores, joined as always by my co-host, the wonderful, the touchy, the erratic, Terry Tan. Enjoying some uh, old-fashioned. Well, that's it. We I got like Andy McNamara on the show today. Yeah. He'll be on later because time travel doesn't exist. Nope. But we are celebrating all evening uh, that our friend, our guest, Andy McNamara, is coming on the show. He gave us our most famous clip of our show. Yeah. Uh, we described the uh, the old-fashioned. Old-fashioned. Um, and he, so, as such, uh, we're drinking old-fashioned today with Andy McNamara on the interview. He's given me a newfound respect for this drink. It's beautiful. Thank you, Eagle, for making it. The mixologist, Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> He produced us drinks. Yeah, produced us drinks and our graphicist. What's up, boys? He's just drank too many old fashions. I'm on uh, like number five. Number yeah. five already. Me. Number five. Me, bro. This one, what's this bitter eagle? Uh, that was cocoa and macadamia. No. Go- no, uh, grapefruit and agave. Grapefruit and agave. It's nice, huh? Yeah, it's very nice. At like least it. it tastes like the most delicious suntan lotion. And, and honestly, <laughs> it makes me, I'm going to go buy a bunch of bitters now because yeah. I had no idea what they were. <laughs> and I, I know. And now I love them. Absolutely. And I feel like I'm going to oversaturate my drink with too much bitter. And it's going to taste like shit. But I'm going to enjoy it because I made it. It's just like, so I uh, we finally sprung on a bottle of Saint Laurent gin. I've been saying like, ah, 50 bucks on gin. Saint like, Laurent gin. I've heard of that. It's delicious. It's nice, yeah. Absolutely. And we I'm said, not a gin guy. We've been making uh, martinis with it. <laughs> we've been making martinis with it. so <laughs> that so evil. <laughs> so that like you don't mask the taste with like tonic or anything because the taste is delicious. And then, like, we couldn't get, like, the ratios right because I've never had a martini in my life. So we just uh, had drank too many and passed it on the couch. That Woke sounds, up on a Tuesday morning at 4 o'clock in the morning on the couch. Sounds, like a, par- sounds like a party to me. Yeah, it's fun times. Fun times. Uh, Game of Thrones. De La Rock of Beers. This oh, is, man. Can we? Spoilers. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. Hey, fuck that. Are we? Are we? No, Wednesday no, today? Show no. comes out Thursday. If you haven't watched it, fuck yourself. No, there's also a billion people that watched it. I could care less about the people that didn't also, watch it. Also, if you if it hasn't been spoiled by twi- by all the Twitter memes of Arya Stark, it's literally impossible. Being Damon Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> if you follow I've me, one of her stuff. If you follow us, yeah. either uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, yeah. it's been spoiled. Yeah, hundred percent. So one of uh, Steph Curry with the with the mouthpiece, I fucking died. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But did you see that coming? I didn't think it was going to end. Explain this yourself. Season, this see what coming. Arya killing the Night King. I didn't think it was going to happen this episode. I thought so because I don't think, again, I, I think the real battle is uh, Cersei. W- with Cersei and yeah. King's Landing. No, I get that, but I didn't think it was going to end. I thought we were going to be able to hear some dialogue from the Night King. Nah, he's so boring. He's the most boring villain of First all time. First of all, he's not. Super boring. He's legit my top five favorite character. On the Who are your... like a frozen version of you. You want to hear my top five favorite characters? Yeah, yeah go for it. Ramsey Bolton? Okay. Uh, Arya. Oh, just to give it to him, it was like I was like, how's John McClane not first in his list? Well, John McClane is not on my list. 
Number one is the number one. Ch- number one's Charlie from It's Always Sunny Philadelphia. Number one. Amazing. But he, he's just like a funny jump clean. Wow, God. <laughs> <laughs> wow, God. <laughs> <laughs> he goes America all over your asses. So yeah. So I'm gonna say mm. Arya, uh, Ramsey Bolton, um, Rob Stark. I really like Rob Stark. The most boring character of all time. But I re- there was something about so that boring. guy. Literally boring. Uh, Tyrion, and then I'll say Davos because I like his accent. So Davos. Davos is good. Yeah, I like Davos. He's a good guy. Is Davos the new Batman? Is Davos a bad guy? Is da- Davos the new Batman? No, because Davos doesn't do shit. No, no I I'm think... I'm saying, is, was the actor casted to play the new Batman? I thought that was Mon- actually... So Davos, he's like forty. He's like yeah. ninety. The one with like no, he's not eighty. Oh no, not Davos. What are you thinking? There's of? a guy from Game of Thrones who got cast for the new Batman, and his name is not coming to me because all their names are. So Davos is the uh, the one that wanted to kill Melisandre at the end because he killed who's the, the Bolton's the, daughter. The vigly blonde uh, guy the, who's protecting Jorah. Jorah Mormont. Oh, Jorah oh, Mormont. Jorah, that's it. He's gonna be Batman. He's, he's Batman. Like, so he's like do you want me to look up <laughs> who's <laughs> the next Batman, or you want to look up if Jorah and Mormont's gonna be the next Batman? Both things. I want it. I'm on it. <laughs> Make them equate each other. One answers the other, so just look up for the wow. one. Wow, I, I started Googling Jorah, and it's Jorah Mormont Batman. There we go. Looks and like he, has, the only he idiot. has been. He's been casted as Batman in the DC's, uh, DC Universe's Titans. Does he wear hockey pads? Makes sense. because no. <laughs> Does he wear hockey pads? It make, it makes what sense. is that? Is that Casey from uh, Christian Bale? He wears hockey yeah, pads? He wears hockey pads? I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> he says that? Give it, no one can hear you. <laughs> Use your mic or don't talk. How many times do you think that in that in, in that episode of Batman he's gonna go Khaleesi, <laughs> Khaleesi, like but, that? You gotta say Khaleesi. So the, the thing is Khaleesi, like that. They, they're going, they're going with a raw be, car Titans, cock. Like Dick Grayson's growing up, cock like this, because he's gotta lead the Titans, he's gotta create the Titans. So therefore, it makes sense. Okay, so I have a question for you though. Yeah, does Jorah Mormont get harder? Seeing Khaleesi naked? Yes. Or does he get harder when she acknowledges presence? Is she naked when she acknowledges presence? I will say no. I will say no because it just it kind of fucks up the question. Mm. I think he gets harder when she acknowledges his presence. It's weird. He gets like he has this he has this massive amount of cock when she like looks at him. Never thought of it that way. Yeah. I'm it's gonna have to rewatch. Door. I'm gonna yeah. have to rewatch and look at Jorah's cock. But he honestly, he impressed and, and I Actually, thought he was it's dead. like it's like with Zion Williamson that they have a camera just in his cock every time he's near the nerves. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Just like the one you zoomed in on my dick on that picture. No one knows what you're talking about. You have the you have, the I have a picture and, and you zoomed in on my cock. cock. I, I'm always zooming in. I on your said cock. the picture of me wearing a belt yes. and you zoomed in on my dick. I just so hot no right one now. knows this. <laughs> I don't even know this. You were in the chat. Yeah, I was paying attention, but I respect it. Cool. Let's talk more about the group chat. Are you saying you respect your own penis? I respect my own penis. That's not bad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I loved the episode, man. It was crazy. I was like, I just too many things happened in dark. Like, yeah. So it was dark for you guys, right? It was dark for you. So I I watched it. I watched it in two uh, sittings. Yep. Because I fell asleep in the first sitting. Mm-hmm. Partially. Not surprised. That's because brownies you're are delicious. Oh, the brownies! I haven't yeah. had them yet. They're in my fridge. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need I'm, I'm waiting for the right day because you said it takes a long time. So. Yeah. The next thing is fucked up. Yeah. Um. The next thing is that uh, like I fell. One of the, part of the reason I fell asleep was. It's so dark. It was so I watched yeah, it in, it in the morning and then finished watching it. Again, great episode. Happy stuff actually happened. Yeah, a lot of stuff. But happened. stuff happens all week long, as it does every week. The week that was in sports. The week that was is now behind us. Eagle, pay attention. Thanks, <laughs> Jesus. <on> it. <laughs> it's leave, time. Leave the, the news. Leave the fucking Pokemon alone, Eagle.
but leave it they, the fuck alone. Why did they just make it lighter? Why did they just make the scenes lighter? Well, like, why do I have to change the settings oh, on my speaking TV? Speaking of lighter, the lightest of three quarterbacks, Daniel Jones, chosen <laughs> by the New York Giants. Transition. Where are you at, Mike Simone? Yeah, that was amazing. That was fucking awesome. I love you. Um, I was... <laughs> QB I, light. Dial Jones. I, I'm curious to see what Mark McNamara is going to say when we have him on later today, FTSN. Andy uh, McNamara. What did you say? You said Mark, Mark McNamara. Who the hell is Mark McNamara? He's an evil twin brother. <laughs> and he's going to come on the show while we're drinking, and he's going to talk to us about the draft. I'm, I'm curious to see what he thinks about it. Here's Mina Kimes reaction to... Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. Okay, I want to say something after this clip. Mina Kaim's reaction of ESPN. Who's this guy? Well, he's a Michael Jr., but... Oh, Mina Kaim, okay. Why is she freaking out? Okay. Because of Daniel Jones getting drafted. Okay, so this is... I said, you you're the only the person that's defending this. <laughs> I may this. say it later. You're the only person that's defending this pick. I will say... I'm not defending the pick. I'm defending Daniel Jones, okay? Because poor guy... The guy is fucking – he got drafted sixth overall. He worked so fucking hard the last four years to get in this position. Not hard and enough to beat Virginia at any point, though. Uh, whatever. But all, not hard enough to knock But all he, has, all he has right now is his fan base of the team he's going to, mm -hmm. the NFL fan base, ripping him. So he, everybody's setting him up for failure. Yes. You know what I mean? Let's take a fucking chill pill. No, never. <laughs> There's been guys that got drafted in the sixth or seventh round, a la Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Okay, a la Antonio Brown, issue. that are going to be Hall of Famers. So, but that's not the issue. Like, if and Duke hates when I do this, but if you buy a house, oh, fuck off. <laughs> if you buy a house yeah. and it's worth four hundred thousand dollars, sure, Colin Coward, but you spend six hundred thousand dollars on it. It doesn't matter that the house will be worth a million dollars, but the you made you the house worth six hundred thousand dollars, though. Ah, fair. Because now you can sell it. But what happens if the house market crashes and you lost an extra $200,000? Okay, that would mean that the, that the Giants would have to suck, which they do already. Yes. So I don't hate the pick. I hate where they picked him. Correct. But it's also... But that's the, what we're all saying. The yeah. word the word on the street, though, though, the word on the street was that there were other teams that were potentially interested in Daniel Jones. And Dave Gettleman is actually very, very, very stubborn about this. He's saying that that he had received information that there were two other teams that were they interested. They lied to him. Yes. And they one of the teams him. that lied to him was the Redskins, which is the shocking, the most shocking thing of so, the draft. So what happens now is the Redskins are like, hey, Giants, you suck dick. So, blah, blah, blah. Well, they were pretending so they that, that, they were pretending that, they, were, that. they were pretending to, to actually have a lot of interest in Daniel Jones. Well, they probably did. They probably but did. He's not at six because they thought. But they he's thought not the Giants no, with the Haskins. No, but he's from South Carolina. They're, you know what I mean? Like he's close to Washington. The no, next but, best. But is anyone him any, after Haskins. But this is also. So like, but th this also proves that Dave Gettleman knows knows nothing because. Um, this doesn't prove that he knows nothing because no, Daniel no, Jones let me, becomes a pro let, let me just say this. Let me just say he this. He looks like a genius. Down, uh, look, um, Dan Snyder. He he's made it very clear many times that he was a big fan of that of, of Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he had watched many of his college games because he played very close to uh, to where Daniel uh, Dan Dan Snyder lives. So apparently there was a like there was lives in Ohio. No, but he had no, but in, in, no, in high school, in high school, oh, Haskins, oh, yeah, Haskins, Haskins group, Haskins. Okay. So he had been following very closely, and apparently, oh, and I'm just basing this on a very few information I have. Yeah. But 
there's uh, the the general knowledge Which out there is, is that Dan Snyder Dan Snyder was a big fan of Haskins, so there's no reason for Daniel Jones hey, to ever have getting. Yeah, because I heard that he was looking at DK Metcalf at that pick if uh, Haskins didn't fall to Duke, him. Duke, I need you to research how fo- how long a drive from Washington D.C. to South Carolina is because I think you got Terry's it. American geography is trash. It's probably not that far because I remember driving to Florida once and it's literally right after. Virginia is in between, isn't there? Oh, there's Virginia. That's yeah, both point. of them. So like six hours. <laughs> yeah, which is a trip the to northern New York. part of Virginia. That's a trip to New York Virginia. for us. So it's not that far. I could do New York like this. It's a fucking hiccup. But that's like saying I watched Daniel Jones play a bunch because he played for the New York Rangers <laughs> and drove to a bunch no, of but games. That's what I, but that's what I'm saying is that it's, uh, seven and a half hours. Seven and a half. But Haskins, Haskins played in Ohio. Fucking plane. What do you want? Haskins grew up in DC. He's not in high school. No, he grew up in New Jersey. Hold on, I'm on it. New Jersey, Maryland, like it's one of the things. Not DC. No, New Jersey. Okay, Maryland's close to DC. New Jersey is not. So New, he was born and raised in New Jersey as a Giants fan growing up. That's where the Giants fucked up. They could have had this massive market for Haskins, and they didn't take it. What are you looking at, Duke? Kyler Murray does one. Yeah, Kyler. I mean, the the the, the Cardinals invest two first round picks in quarterbacks after trading for tenth pick for Rosen. Yeah, what do you want to do? Uh, Haskins was raised in Highland Park, New Jersey, and moved to Potomac, New Maryland. But okay. in high school, he played in Maryland. Yeah, you played high school at Bullet School. Okay. Bullet School. I stand correct. But he was a Giants fan growing up. But he was. But but Dan Snyder followed him very closely. So I feel like Dan. But also Dan. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm missing up their, their names. But Gettleman kept saying that uh, I saw three plays of Daniel Jones, and I was convinced. That's not enough. I mean, it's enough if you're Gettleman, and and there's a there's a Giants way uh, to do he's full of shit. He had a good pro day. Daniel Jones had a good pro day. He had a good combine. All that shit. Okay. The tape doesn't lie. Like you said, never beat Virginia. There's a lot of things that you can say. Lost at home versus Wake Forest, 59 to whatever. Right. But Joe Flacco played in a small school, won a, won a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz Delaware, was pretty much the MVP. Last year, if he doesn't get injured, and he played at a small school. But not, neither school. of them were terrible in college. He was terrible. He wasn't terrible in college. He was. Absolutely he terrible. He wouldn't be ranked as high if he was terrible in give college. Me, give me his win-loss record. You got no, it. No, no. Give me his his team is ass. Okay, what do you give want? Give me his rank. His I'll, I'll get stats. you I'll get you some personalized stats. I want his stats. Kyler Murray goes one. Good for first him. time ever shortstop gets drafted him. first. He's gonna be the biggest bust in this draft. Done. I mean, it's just because he's getting drafted so high. I, the thing is, I feel like there's four quarterbacks in the next draft that are all that will all grade higher than any of these quarterbacks. Yeah, it's true. Next year is gonna be it's just draft. a bad that's, season. A, that's another thing why I don't understand why draft Daniel Jones now if you know Manning is gonna be your quarterback this year. When next year, yeah. there's a fucking influx of quarterbacks coming. Absolutely. Unless, or in, last year, but last unless year. Unless that's just publicly what they're saying, and Daniel Jones will get the start by the end of the season. Yeah, and people hated on Gettleman for drafting Barkley over Darnold, but Barkley is like a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. So I will say this about Terry Tam is that he might be talking about it out of his ass, but Daniel Jones didn't have such a bad uh, senior year at Duke, at Duke. He didn't. He, he just had, had 20, 22 touchdowns yeah. and nine interceptions. Still not that great, but... Lot. But also compared to Dwayne Haskins that had 50 touchdowns playing for Ohio State. But whatever. He also had 2,674 yards passing and a 60.5 uh, QB rating. Daniel Jones ran the uh, ball. Sorry, throw percentage. Daniel Jones ran the ball a lot. That's another thing that happened too. I don't know if you noticed. They, they referred to Haskins as being a mobile quarterback, which no, he's not. he's not. And, and they referred to, to the pocket presence of Daniel Jones, who's a scrambling quarterback. No, it's the other way around. Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder why they made that mistake. <laughs> but let's say... Let's say Daniel Jones turns out to be this great quarterback. Then we're all just talking shit for nothing. You know what I mean? Like that's I feel like I, that's my point. Well, but no, but it's, it's again. It's, it's relax. It's not about end result. It's, 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 it's about it's about value, and there's not a question that the New York Giants overpaid for the value 
of Daniel Jones this in this is, draft. This is the problem. Nobody with, else had him valued that high. This is the problem with analysts and podcasts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> is that we have our opinions. We fall hard on our opinions. So hard. Everything is hard. Yeah, everything. So fucking like, hard. Just like our interview, Andy Mack, is probably super hard all the time because of the Cleveland Browns and what they look like this year. And I just think that we fall so hard on our opinions is that we don't look at the bigger picture. And this is going to be my third. Second? Second. <laughs> Time travel. Time, Time travel. travel. <laughs> you were saying? So you can finish uh, your point, though. While, yeah, you, while point, the producers get your drink. The point is, old fashions are great. No, but it's like we fall so hard on our opinions that we don't really look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture for me is Daniel Jones could be a decent quarterback in the NFL. He could do enough to win a division that's kind of up in the air right now. But to Pease's point, though, I feel like the Raiders made the same problem. I, it's where you agree with me. I know. <laughs> I know, but, but I had... But I had like, been, there's no waiters like, here. Like, as Eagle, a... Um, <laughs> like, I, I staunchly de- defended what the Raiders did by taking Clellan Farrell, and for all I know, he might be fine. Um, but the fact is that Pease is right in a sense that, you know, they, they could have... They had three picks in the first round. Yeah. They could have potentially traded back to... They were, they're saying that they didn't have any trade partners. Whatever. Uh, but we don't know. We don't. We don't know that. But I they like could what have, they did. They by could the have way. like they could. Yeah, they they had a good draft. It was a very questionable pick, but at the same time, like with the Raiders, you know the the value that they had for him was way too high for what it was. Yeah, you know, I mean, for for Farrell and Farrell's a very good player. So this is my thing about drafts in general. Yeah, go for it. Sports, any sport. Yeah, you draft what you need. Yeah, that's it. Fuck everybody else. You draft what you need. You need a defensive lineman. He's not ranked. Where you're drafting him, you fucking pick him. If Ed Oliver falls to you at nine, congratulations. Okay, but like, so what do you think about the the idea that you could have drafted that player, but you don't know yet, right? No, but but you can accumulate more assets. Like for example, the Patriots are famous for never reaching for players. Never. Why and, would they? And the lowest, they're like, oh, the guys we wanted aren't there. The next guys we want aren't this value. We'll trade down, and they still and managed, we'll get another guy. And they still managed to get the best receiver in the draft. According to Harris. me, nobody, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, best route running in the draft. I agree. Uh, Which I they I never draft receivers, by the way. Canadian. He's why well, he was born in he's born in Scarborough. Eh? Scarborough. Yeah, Scarborough. Eh? Thanks, Eagles. Number two point five. <laughs> um, what was the biggest surprise for you, Terry? Biggest surprise for me is how how far, how low DK Metcalf fell. Not surprising. Not it's not surprising to you because he's one dimensional. Now that was my second point. Biggest surprise to me is how far Ed Oliver dropped. Yeah. Well, I think it was the explosion on the bench Ed Oliver, that he had. Remember that? Ed mm-hmm. Oliver, and I want to ask Andy about this later, is Ed Oliver, to me, is the best player in this draft. Mm-hmm. Time Be- travel. Time travel. <laughs> the, best, the best player in this draft, bar none. But he had a big explosion on the bench, and you know how these old school, uh, these old school coaches are. I he's don't give a fuck. Coach. When you get a defensive lineman like that, he's gonna last six, seven years. No, but yeah, you take the good with the bad, and no, then he's gone. That's and according he's to you. But the mo- the majority of these old school NFL guys, all they give a fuck about is the character of these players. So, so, and you see this so guy. Who were the first five picks in the, in the in the in the draft this year? You you put him on the spot. I don't know. I'm just saying Miami, that Ed Oliver, not old school. I'm, uh, I'll get it. I'll get it. Arizona, not o- not old school. Who are the teams? Uh, the Giants were sixth. Who was Very old. no? They were f- sixth. Yeah. Who was who was uh, fucking uh, the Jets? The, not old school. The the Jets went with uh, Williams. Quinn and Williams. All new school. All new school teams right now. All fresh blooded coaching. Everything. You say that, but a lot of it's. We're not talking about that. We're talking about these owners and these GMs but that have also, this really old school coaches, mentality. Though, they, yeah, the coaches true, have, yes. were coached largely in their lives 
by old school guys and so on. So like, yeah. it, it's just a trend that continues. That like, young coaches are still some of the oldest people I've ever met. But do you, do you remember when Ed Oliver freaked out at his coach? Yeah. I remember seeing that and thinking the Raiders are never going to draft him because they're so obsessed with having people that fall in line. And they yeah. see that, and it's the, the the first thing they say is, no, this guy's not going to fit in my system. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. For sure. And for, for me the draft, <coughs> so for me, Ed Oliver was a biggest surprise. For me, seeing, uh, I thought, I thought uh, Greedy would get drafted higher, but just seeing Arizona, again, not trading that first pick. That's but I'm not, I'm not surprised with Greedy falling to the second. The reason why I'm not surprised is because he there was a lot of knocks on him for like tackling and shit like that. Apparently had a bad a, interview too. Yeah, a bad interview. He's a smaller frame. You know, the NFL, you know, you got to be a little bigger. But he's long and he has that Richard Sherman type body. So I don't see why he should have fallen. And like the frame but thing. But there like, must be like someone. He's also super young. Yeah, when you look at guys like Byron Murphy, for season. But you look at guys like Byron Murphy and Savage and uh, and then Jonathan Abram and Jonathan Abrams exactly. So these guys are you know they're more physical. So I see why those guys went higher than him. But Greedy Williams, also greatest name for a corner ever. Greedy, you got to be fucking greedy. (laughs) But he's, but he's 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 in a right situation in in um in Cleveland. He's playing with his two. LSU buddies there, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. It's going to be a nice little. Uh, but the thing though about about the one, the, Brown, two, the Browns depth chart, the reason why I like that pick a lot with the Browns is that he's going to be forced to really earn his spot. Yeah. Like they have a lot of de- a lot of depth at that position. He's really going to have to earn it. Uh, so Browns, I feel like that's going to be the perfect situation. He's come, He's jumping in with a chip on his shoulder, another draft. Uh, uh you know, another generic draft line. It cre- yeah, Eagle is showing a picture of uh, Christian McCaffrey. Not yeah, he hasn't done it yet. Oh, well, he's about to. Philly works where you work, on your computer. Ah, we have a commercial <laughs> that didn't pay us. <laughs> Give us money, whatever company that was. Is this, uh, is this uh, Eagle, are you queuing up the Pat McAfee sound? Yes. Pat McAfee is the funniest, most incredible when human. I s- when I saw him get up, I told my wife, I go, uh, just pay attention. Pay attention to this right here. From Western Virginia University, 2014 Colts Man of the Year and two-time Pro Bowler. We have a seven-second delay. He's Man of America, not Man of the Year. He's been seven-second delay. I'm not going to say a single word about the Tennessee Titans record against Uh the Indianapolis Colts because I was a punter, and there's no reason for me to talk about that. (laughs) With that being said. We did not punt much against the Tennessee Titans, so you probably have so no good. clue who I am to begin. <laughs> two years ago, when I retired from the Colts, I retired alongside two greats, Robert Mathis and Joe Wright. I love it. Because when he goes, what's it, Bobby O'Kariki. O'Kariki. It's like the heavens. Yeah, it's really good. And he good. drags it on. And Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay, <laughs> and he names them all. Future Hall of Famer. <laughs> so much pressure on this I, guy. I, <laughs> but, like, I love, I, I, I love that these guys do this. I hate that they you don't gotta, do it in the first round. you got to thank Drew give me, Give me this the first it's, round. It's not because there's so much hype on the first round. You don't need it. You need it, in the, you need it in the third round. That's but it's just like, okay, do it every pick. Just get X players. No, get, but got to thank Drew Pearson Mac- and Dave Actually, get, you know, do one better. Get Pac McAfee on Monday Night Football. <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing. You ever. gotta thank Drew Pearson and uh, yeah, and David Akers. Agreed, agreed. Who's was better, David Akers or Drew Pearson? I just hate David Akers' voice. Yeah, because he's little. He was little, shut up. He was nerdy. Nobody cares about the you, eagle. kicker. Sound of the eagle. He does sound like an eagle. David Akers does uh, jujitsu. Really? Yeah, he's well, been I, doing it for about. I take uh, back years. everything I said because I don't want to get hurt. He will kick your ass. And if you want to learn a little bit about my path in jujitsu, then I just wrote a beautiful article on HotSauceSports.ca. Go read it. 
It's very nice. I wrote a piece about the NBA and James Harden. Harden got hurt last night. Yes, he did. He was bleeding from his eyes. Had to like maybe he just had pink eye. Maybe Chris Paul played a joke on You're him and Draymond Green gave him pink eye. Yeah. Draymond Green put his a- finger in his asshole. Yeah. And then he put it in James Harden. Chocolate pretzels. The uh, the hot sauce Twitter account drank a little bit too much last night and <laughs> I noticed. Uh, <laughs> I and, and and happened to make a pretty shitty comment about it and say that he was flopping. <laughs> so it turns out he wasn't, and I got called out for it. <laughs> so uh, I didn't get called. Uh, sorry, the hot sauce Twitter got called out for it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hot sauce Twitter. Hot sauce Twitter. Stop drinking. <laughs> Rule continue. number one, stop drinking. Rule number two, continue drinking. <laughs> um, the thing is that... Tell us. James Harden gets, gets, <laughs> gets the criticism of being a flopper, right? But, I mean, but he's, he's such a flopper. Flopped. Okay, but... Like, he pulled a Neymar. Remember Neymar in the, in the World Cup? He, got, he kept on getting fucking flagged. He kept on getting penalty, uh, fouled. He had a chance to win the game. And he flopped. And he took the dive instead of taking the, instead of taking the shot. Instead of taking the header, and he missed it. James, th- same thing with James Harden against Draymond Green in game, game one. But you are you are right in the sense that when James Harden is playing a flop, his whole shooting mechanic completely changes. Yeah. Yeah. Bleacher Report posted that article and, and with a video showing. Oh no, sorry, it was uh, Scott Van Pelt on uh, ESPN showing that when he's open, he shoots differently from when he's. But like, I don't see. Look, I you're you're a Pacers fan, it. right? Yeah. The 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 Trust rule the rule that's been instituted. Where where guys where shooters can initiate contact was known as the Reggie, Reggie Miller, Miller rule, rule yeah. because of how often he would do that. Yeah. Um. So this isn't new in basketball. If anything, it's odd that defenders haven't adjusted. And I, they should have known this their whole lives playing basketball. And I and I, I hate Draymond Green, but I like what he said. He goes, "I've been fouled on a James Harden three before." He's like, "So you don't ask me about this fucking question anymore." <laughs> he's like, "He's like he's gonna do shit. He's gonna do whatever he has to do to get a foul." And that's the part that sucks. Is that you're looking more for the foul than the bucket. Take the bucket because you know it's you're a terrible. Money. Okay, it's but a terrible so from the basketball. Here's a, here's a couple of things with James Harden. If you take away all terrible of his, to watch, such a good. If you take game. away all of his free throws, terrible to watch. He had the most points scored in the NBA this season. If yeah. you take away his free throws, yeah, he averaged eleven. Wait, he sucks at the line though. He's Fine. not great at the line, yeah. but he's there all day. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah, but he's there all day. <laughs> so he averaged. This was the highest, the most amount of free throws he scored all season. I think one game he had like 23, which was which was 11 per game. The highest Michael Jordan had gone to the line was 11.9 times a game. Wait. Will Timberland at one point in his career was averaging 17 time, 17 trips to the free throw lane, uh, free throw lane a game. But that the was the best scores in the NBA have always gone to the line a lot. Yeah, 80, but the 87.9 per 87.9 percent is his three pro throw percentage. That's pretty good. So it's that's very good. good. It, it's got over, over 90 to be good. I it's mean, still very it's good. <laughs> you win a lot of games. It's, okay. it's, shooting it's all right. right. <laughs> but I also, I also have to say that the Warriors are not getting enough credit for the way that they are defensively planning against Harden. Yeah. I mean, they are forcing him to take these, to take these flops yeah, at the beginning I of the agree. game. The minute he gets to the fourth quarter, he's exhausted. But this is my thing with the Warriors. Tell us. Go fuck yourself. Okay. The reason no, is... No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the reason is because they are the biggest complainers when it comes to refs. But when it benefits them, they make jokes about it. Like Steve Kerr, like yeah, flopping the on flop, the reporter. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're the biggest babies in the league. Yeah. At, like, so, first, second is Houston. So, fucking calm, slow your roll. Do you think Do you think that the Rockets are the biggest challenge to the Warriors? Yeah, I think no. so. No. I don't. I so. They're not. The whole article is about that. I don't think so at all. There's I think, no proof. I think the East got better. Like, it seems like the, the East got better overnight. The East has actually been getting better for three seasons. Yeah, and now we look at teams that have length, the ability to defend the perimeter. The 76ers are very good defending the perimeter. Yeah. The Raptors have 
the right talent in the right places and the single best lockdown defender in the NBA in Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. They have there's uh there's uh, they got fucking the, the Bucks. Caught. The they Bucks have length and size and speed. They defend the perimeter very well as well. So I think there's there's a lot of teams that are now so being built specifically so it's to on beat the, the Warriors. The East is the threat to the Warriors. Yes, absolutely. You know I think so. But then you look at the Warriors and they have so much firepower and they have so many different they have so many different combinations that they can they can set up with their team. Yeah. Like there were these guys that were playing last night that these guys I had no idea who the hell they were. And they were putting up buckets. Like who? And then this white guy, I don't know. He's right. literally the only white guy in the Those team that I know. random ass white guys. But but then again, and then I look at the Raptors, it's the and it's all centered around it's, it's, it's all centered the around it's, Defensively, that's not true. Are you talking about the Bucks? I was talking about the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors. The defensive, what? defensive, no that's not true. But I'm seeing in terms of the in terms of the offensive power, I feel like the Warriors they have so many different oh, options they sure. can go with. For because sure. it, like if 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 Steph Curry Steph Curry injures his, his finger yesterday, misses a bunch of shots. Then the then, guy, all, then, then the, the whole game the whole game changes. They have so many different outlets that they can rely on. If if Kawhi gets injured when uh, playing uh, playing tomorrow, wh- what's what's the game plan? But you said Steph. I would contend that if KD gets hurt, the Warriors are not a dominant. But game. they've won games without KD being dominant. I understand. Now it's the playoffs, though. That that won't carry you in the playoffs. And and the thing is, when the game is on the line, Steph can't always get his shot off. By the way, his finger looked Kevin Durant messed can up. Get by the any way, shot off he wants at any time. This is something to look at, look at because uh, at one point they zoomed in on on Curry's finger and it literally looked like it was out of the bone. I've broken my finger plenty. This one right here has <laughs> been broken. Also, do we are we going to do this every playoffs to Steph Curry and say he's injured? Every no, but his finger was legit out of the socket. His face and also, Terry, Terry, let's not compare you to Steph Curry. Ever. I'm gonna compare my fingers to anybody. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. All he does, these, he does these, have delicious fingers. All these fingers have been broken. So, and what I'm saying is that Steph Curry doesn't give a fuck about that. So thing. you're saying that you that if I if I give you a basketball no, he, in front of a rim, you're gonna hit 50 percent of your shots. He'll hit no, as many say, shots as you would have if his hands weren't broken. How about this? No, I'm saying that basketball players' fingers are broken. They're all deformed. I'll give you a full afternoon. So he's used to it. I'll give you a full afternoon. You have to, in front of the the, uh, the 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 free. I'll give you free uh, uh, fingers healthy, uh, fully sober. Yes. all that shit. I still don't hit. That's free throws. You'll never be sober. Free throws. <laughs> one full day. Get 87 percent. I, I won't. Well, the more he shoots, the worse it is. Mm. So if he makes his first one, he just walks away. The game is rigged. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, done. Um, the NHL playoffs, guys, we keep talking about the NBA because it's fun. We love the characters and all that. But the NHL playoffs have been incredible. Uh, Canes are up 2 nothing going back home versus the Islanders. Fuck you, Islanders. I mean, <laughs> but like the Canes and Islanders have been versions of the same thing. They've been versions of garbage cans. Yeah. Yeah. Just a garbage can got a goaltender who's okay, but and a garbage su- can who got better throughout the season. The surprising thing with the Hurricanes is that they're doing it. They did it in New England, in New England, in Long Island, and they're going back home now with a two nothing lead. They're going back home now with a two nothing lead, and they beat the fucking defending Stanley Cup champions. What's to say they're not going to win two games at home, and they'll fucking sweep the Islanders and have a trip right to the finals, right to the semifinals. Against the winner of Boston and uh, Columbus. Game is currently 2-2, Islanders and Hurricanes. Again, live updates in a show that's not live. Also, <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, problem resolving, we're doing it live. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, I fucking hate the Islanders for so many reasons because I'm a Penguins maybe fan. So, one, I fucking maybe hate one, them. Maybe one. I was watching a game. This oh, And okay, I, pull, true, I posted maybe. a picture. Hot Sauce Sports pic, uh, posted a picture on, on Twitter of this fan this using chopsticks. Just eating some random shit with with chopsticks at a hockey game. 
He's eating sushi. You're eating fucking sushi at a hockey game. Uh, You're kidding me. <laughs> best thing I've ever eaten at a stadium is uh, I went to watch a Mets game, mm-hmm. and they have Shake Shack in oh, City nice. Field. Yeah. Oh, uh, two things. I had I had uh, amazing. I had crab, and at the time this was a craft beer, a Shock Top, and uh, yeah, yeah, I had a baseball nice. game in, in San Francisco. Also, find out what the sandwich is at the Bills games. Yeah, that sandwich is too fucking delicious. <laughs> find out what that sandwich is. No, no, like, Buffalo's famous for the sandwich. Like when we go down there, the the Wurlitzer, the Wolf sandwich sounds like Buffalo. Very Polish. Wolf Blitzer sandwich. <laughs> 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 Breaking news: Bills have a good sound. So if you were, if you were to rebrand the Islanders in in Brooklyn, what yeah. would they be called? Brooklyn Hockey. Dodgers. Bring back the Brooklyn Dodgers. No, no but I mean it's got to be hipster. It's got to be hipster related. That's nice. <laughs> the uh, the Brooklyn. No, you got to you got to keep the Islander, and they got to stay on Long Island. Brooklyn is. I don't know, man. I mean, it got to be teams in New York. Leave them on Long Island, even it's, if nobody goes. It's <laughs> called a it's called the Geronimo sandwich. The Geronimo. Yeah. Geronimo sandwich. Okay, it was good. Yeah. Uh, it's, all, a, it's a sandwich everyone gets there. I'm also lying. Oh, can you look uh, up the thing? I'm sandwich? trying. I can't find anything. You give me random things to look There's up. There's one, I think, at a Michigan uh, at the Ann Arbor. It's is it like, a Michigan hot dog? It, no, it's a pizza. Okay. But it's made out of like uh, uh, like burger bread and a burger, and you get it for like four or five people. Mm-hmm. That's legit. I went to the Taco Mac uh, outside the Bulldog game <laughs> to watch it at the bar. Because I'm not paying for Georgia, Georgia Tech. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's $380 for As a diehard fan, I do not expect you to pay for no. fucking Georgia Tech. No. <laughs> Jesus. But we still got to do our eating competition with uh, Kadar and uh, Junior Luke. Yep. And uh, Marco said he'd be in, but it has to be vegan. Marco Briette, new color commentator for the Montreal Alouettes. I still fan have no show, idea what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a sandwich menu. Okay. A sandwich at, 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 Orchard, at uh, whatever the Orchard Orchard Stadium is called. End though. it. End it. It's over. Next um, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Eagle, we got the sound queued up. <laughs> nice segue. Oh, I never heard this, by the way. Eh? I was waiting for the show. Oh, man. Because I never heard it. I wanted this. So I wait, want, wait, wait, wait. Eagle, don't play it. I want my reaction. What are, you, what, are your, what are your thoughts before you've heard the sound Uh-oh. about the Tyreek Hill I, I saw a little bit of the transcript. I think that he is deranged. It's going to get worse for you. Okay, let's go. I'm hearing it for the first time. Nothing good. And you say that he respects you, but it's not, it's not respect. Me. It's terrified. He is terrified. You need to be terrified of me too. Oh boy. No. We were getting into it and he said, Daddy, you're me. So we walked up the stairs right? you and you said, said come, back. come back down here. Right. And he didn't want to go down there, but right. I was like, go down there right. because it'll end up worse for you. Right. So he walked down there and then you were getting on his about. And then you said something, right? No, you kept getting on, and then he started crying, and then you were like, "Stop! Shut, shut up! Shut up! Stop crying! Right. Stop! Stop crying! Stop crying!" Right. And then he kept crying because he was scared. He's terrified, and what you grabbed That's onto bad. him somehow, or he fell. One of the two. I didn't do nothing. That's sad, bro. That is really sad. Then bro. why does he say Daddy did it? Why? Why does he say Daddy did it? He says daddy does a lot of things. Like what? A three-year-old's not going to lie about what happened to his arm. And now somehow this investigation got brought back up and you're about to lose your So now I really want you to sit and think about it because I rode for you against that detective and the CPS people. And they said time and time again that literally kept saying daddy punches me, which you do. When he starts crying, what do you do? You make him open up his arms and you punch him in the chest. And then if he gets in trouble, you get the belt out and you okay, do. Okay, so what about you? You, you, you? What you don't do? You, 
Also, I'm just gonna take no, it. No, I told. You don't. I told him that he gets whooped. I told him that he gets whooped, but I don't use a belt, which is totally you different. You do use a belt, and that's sad. Even my mama said you use a belt. When have I used a belt? When have you seen me use a belt? With when have I used a belt? Listen, I'm gonna say this. I like this girl. I like that she took this initiative, just to show what he this fucking asshole did. But it seems like she's part of the problem. Like this, oh, it's, it's, this should have been recorded. This should have been reported a long time listen, ago. Listen, I'm not going to speak on uh, other people raising their kids, except for fucking here. <laughs> the child needs to be taken out of that home. No, no, that here's here's another they, thing. They, I think they have lost custody of the child. Thank so. you, thank you, both of them. Legal system for because getting her, right one time. Listen, you did the right thing now, yeah. but this kid's three years old. It's probably been happening for a full year. Well, and and the other thing, like Tyreek Hill had an issue of beating her. Before, before entering the NFL, hey, call the cops saying that she's unconscious. I don't, have, I, don't have, I don't have kids, but I have two nephews, and one's four, and one's five, and the other one's three, and I can never picture my brother putting a hand on them, and I would never put a hand on them either. And honestly, so, like to the, it's to this day where it's like, Tyreek Hill needs to fucking get the shit his, his shit kicked. So that's the other thing, though, is. Um, a lot of people have been talking about how, oh, well, he didn't know it was being recorded. Okay, here's this thing. Don't hit your fucking kid. No, he doesn't know it was being recorded. What does that have to do with anything? If he knew he was being recorded, he would have lied out his ass. But he didn't deny anything. No. She's like, you hit him with the belt. He's like, okay. Like, that's what he said. Okay. Look, there's obviously a cultural thing. And oh, we said the same thing with, with Adrian Peterson. Um, Adrian Peterson isn't okay. half as bad as what this guy did. But the thing, the thing with this the, is video for me. The Adrian thing Peterson is that the, the Chiefs, it's funny. Like, the Chiefs have dealt with some serious issues in the past like like if you remember they had a player that shot himself in front of the in front of the facility yeah. mm -hmm. and you'd figure that they would learn from this lesson and say like and 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 take domestic violence a little bit more seriously and i feel like they just don't but they feel like they've forgotten the but fact the that the nfl is like that it's not the chiefs the nfl no, but is the like chief, that. the chiefs the chiefs have get, the chiefs everything gets it, hidden if no but it, it, it hits close to home with them and, it was, I, and it was, I feel like they just don't get it you yeah. know it was like uh there's a comedian who wants me to i can't for life i can't remember who it is he said it's just because like you know we're surprised when football players behave yeah. uh, violently. And it's like, you know, every day you get up, you do football. You have practice, you do football. You're in a game, you do football. You're in an elevator with your wife, you do football. Shit, I wasn't supposed to do football. I was supposed to do elevator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And, and that's the thing. It's like, it's, like it's, it's unfortunate that their lives are bred in violence, but it doesn't make it okay. Yeah. If anything, the league needs to do more to help sort of reanimate, reeducate, help put these, these people in the right path to... To, to but they don't. Sure they don't. They don't because they don't because Kareem Hunt is still gonna play next year, even yeah, with yeah. a ten game fucking suspension. Well, so what happens I've, to Tyreek Hill? Uh, Tyreek Hill is suspended for the full year. And does he come back? He, he, probably, he honestly, he's gonna be. He'll probably have to do some probation. He's gonna lose his kid. He'll have to work back. I don't. I don't think he's back. I think he will be back in the NFL, not for another two years. And then he won't. Be, he'll be uh, a fraction of himself in mm -hmm. two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you think. You'll but you be know back. what? You're right, Duke. That's the worst. That's the worst part. Is that that's what should happen? Yeah. But it's not gonna happen. No, because he's at the end be of back the day, this year. The end of the day, the NFL needs ratings, and the they're Chiefs. already saying the NFL is already saying that they're not gonna they're not gonna take actions right now. Why aren't you taking actions right now? You have all the proof in front because of you. Because but, but the NFL, I kind of agree with them on this. Is that the NFL will only take action if there's uh, if there's if he, this guy gets arrested it's, it's or whatever it's, the case. It's something the legal system doesn't even. They're still a private company. Well. They don't have to answer to this. It, it, it's something that the legal system doesn't handle particularly well, and I feel the NFL has often tried to handle it better than the legal system, and they're not equipped to do so. No. Um, we're going to talk about this as well as some of the draft stories with one of our favorite football guys, 
Dude loves the game. You can. Andy Mack. I know it'll come out in his passion. Uh, he's great. We're gonna have a drink with him. We'll talk with him about uh, the NFL draft and the comings and goings in the NFL in this upcoming season. Up next, we can start whenever we want, <laughs> but yet I still prefer when our producer Eagle counts me in. I just feel more safe, more secure. Um, I'm back. You're back, Terry. We're back. Always back. Uh, last time we had this gentleman on the show, yeah. Andy McNamara. You can see him in the top left of your screen right now. He's uh, he joins us yep. via. He joins us via uh, TSN and uh, now with his new Twitch channel, by the way. Andy, uh, caught the last episode. It's awesome. Yep. Oh, thank you. There's, uh, I, I thought you guys might like the last one where we had uh, sports model Taylor Mathis on. That's, uh, yeah. uh, I promise I was watching for you. I promise I was watching for you. Yeah, she, she's a bit easier on the eyes. But yeah. no, it's been a, a lot of fun. Twitch.tv slash Andy Mac Live. Check it out, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, last time we had you on, we, we discussed... Um, we discussed old fashions, and we decided yes. we're, we're going to do this segment. Yeah, we can't do it sober. No, it's it's like all. softball. It just we have can't a lineup be done. of bitters here. Oh, uh, Eagle is a mixologist of sorts that we had no idea. Yeah, that's the weird nice. thing. So he has all these bitters going here. We no walnut a- bitters though, so we're kind of disappointed. Oh, the black get- walnut from Fee Brothers. Yeah, so, we can't yeah, try the uh, the the McNamara old fashioned. This one looks good. This Dylan's cranberry bitters. I'm not a huge cranberry guy, but I feel like I'd like that one. There's a chocolate. There's one a there. chocolate. I don't know about chocolate in a drink though. That's See, I like it because chocolate and orange is a thing. So that might. Yeah, work. that's true. That that that'd be an interesting tweak to it. Yeah, so I'm gonna take this pink grapefruit and agave one. Eagle, you're. Uh, I'll do the. I'll do the one here. This Eagle's one, making us old fashions as we're gonna do this. Absolutely. And Let's hopefully, by the end of the interview, we will be sharing one. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be we'll we'll talk to you about our thoughts on it as well. Uh, make it a somewhat interactive experience. <laughs> we uh, unfortunately can't drink with you as we we're not in the I same don't city. Get one. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> soon I'll, I'll, I'll make one later. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, hopefully, soon we'll get you in town and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll have a night on the town. Uh, oh, Andy, yeah. how did you enjoy draft night? Specifically, your se- your your seventeenth overall pick, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. For anything, especially with how idiotic that Giants draft was with taking Daniel Jones at six. I was like, we got the best player in Odell Beckham Jr. That's fine. Take like guys. I was I hosted the NFL Canada. NFL draft party at a, a, a bar in Toronto called The Pint. Mm-hmm. And there was over 400 people there. It was crazy. The whole place, including myself, just yelled out a collective like, what the, what is going, what are you doing? When it was Daniel Jones. You could have had Daniel Jones at 17. You could have had Daniel Jones when you traded back up at 30. You could have had Daniel Jones in the second round. Dave Gettleman is a damn fool. And I'm, I don't know what he's doing because he's been an executive for 40 friggin' years what am I missing? This here, Here's the scouting report, guys. They said Daniel Jones' personality is like Eli Manning's, but with less pizzazz. Oh, and, <laughs> so he's, a, he's actually a corpse. He's actually a corpse. So he's, 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 he's not a living human. It's a zombie. It's Walking Dead. I don't know. So but this is why I hate yeah. the this is why I hate the pick. This is why I don't hate the pick. Okay, because it gives us content. Yeah, yeah. So I hate I don't hate the pick. Because I he you don't know what he could become. He's obviously good enough to be consider all of this hype, right? But I don't like the pick because, like you said, he he had so many other options later on to get him. He was going to yes. fall to the second for sure. I uh, I, I actually got my dad's a Giants fan. My phone oh. lit up. Yeah. Uh, you still, you still our, earlier in the day, uh, the DJ who does our music for the show. 
uh, was was talking about the Giants draft, saying I hope we get Haskins, hope we get Haskins. And I like ten hours for the draft because it was obviously the most Gettleman thing. I wrote on his Facebook saying, uh, "Which size, uh, David, which size uh, Daniel Jones jersey do I get you?" No. <laughs> yeah, and and then like. He, hours later, he texts me. He's like, "I don't understand. How did you know?" I'm like, "Cause it's <laughs> David Gettleman. Like that's that's what there, to yeah. expect. You just expect it's him to act the way he'll act." It's pulling a Gettleman. And guys, here's the other thing. It depends on now. If if he if you like yourself some Daniel Jones, I don't. But if you do, okay. But the message from Gettleman was, we think Eli can win in the next one or two years. I don't think he can, but he thinks he can. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, wouldn't it be more logical? to use your two first-round picks to get pieces on either side of the ball that can help you to a championship, not a quarterback that's going to be sitting behind him. And, oh, by the way, when he gets put in, my scouting report on him was a high-end backup. I don't think this guy has anything special whatsoever about him. He's going to be just okay, and now you are limiting yourself what maybe sliver of chance you had under Eli Manning. You didn't get him a weapon. So now now you screw yourself twice. I don't get it. Because who's his receiving core now? They're basically requiring on Saquon Barkley. And uh, yeah. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Solid. Okay. Golden Tate. Golden Tate. And Evan, Evan Ingram. Oh, Golden Tate. They traded for Golden Tate. They were signed oh, yeah. Golden Tate. They signed him. They signed Golden Tate. Yeah. Ingram also at tight end. He's pretty sick. Decent pieces, but Eli Manning isn't the answer, and neither is but Daniel Jones. But you're that Daniel Jones is going to play in three years, which is the most shocking thing. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. It, it's, it's bizarre. You know what's funny? I think you got to take your pick between Steve Klein, general manager of Arizona, and David Gettleman about which one is going to get the first network job to analyze next year's draft because their ass is getting fired. Yeah. That's, that should be a Vegas problem. Right, Gettleman's trying. He's hoping for that New England job when everything else, uh, all the other shit hits the fan over there. <laughs> but even then, it just seems like it doesn't actually affect them in a real way, the same way it affect like when the Browns are taking bad quarterbacks and yeah. oh. the, the Dolphins' incompetence and the, whatever the Cowboys have yeah. become. It, it, that, that, whatever, stop pretending. <laughs> um, no, it just seems like it affects every other team more than it affects the New England Patriots. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. That's very true. Um, so, what was your, uh, so that was your low light, I guess, for the Giants. What was your highlight of the draft? Where did you think that maybe a, a team got a really big steal? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a few that I have in mind, but I'm waiting for you to maybe wait uh, the same ones. I'll tell you guys this. I think the winner of the first round, I'll go the first round, um, is the Washington Redskins. And it's also the most surprising because I don't know about you guys, but when it came out, Dan Snyder, the cra- like we talked about Jerry Jones being nuts. Dan Snyder is equally, if not more so, insane of an owner in yeah. Washington. And that he said to his general manager, to his head coach, to his scouts who are doing all the work, hey, guys, uh, stay out of the room. I'm taking care of the first round. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the last time he did that, he traded everything and his firstborn for, for RG3. Yeah. And so I thought for sure, I thought, okay, this dude's trading up for Haskins. He's going to do something nuts. And he just stayed. And he waited and he waited. And lo and behold, he got, in my opinion, the best quarterback in this draft in, in uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. At 15, and then the second best pass rusher in my mind, the man beast known as Montez Sweat at 26. Like, guys, mm-hmm. I, I'm, you guys know I'm a combine junkie. This dude, so 6'6, 260 pounds, runs a 4.40 yard dash. That's faster than Antonio Brown, that's faster than Zeke Elliott. You cannot stop this monster. The reason he fell was because he was misdiagnosed with a heart condition at the combine. It was proven, it, it wasn't real. And teams were still panicked. But they were still talking about it. it. They were still talking about it on air, at, on the combine. Yes. But yeah. that's why he fell. And it was like, wasn't that disproven? I, I took my phone. I was like, oh, yeah, it yeah. was. But, so you know, it's insane. It's, like, how, it's, it's how the NFL Network do it. They just basically regurgitate everything that has been said. <laughs> to why they always, they'll always defend 
they'll never say anything wrong about the players. My favorite right. game, I played a drinking game one year with a, a buddy of mine, and every time it was like a, a useless statement, like a guy's got a high motor, mm. uh, <laughs> a guy, guy jumps out of the gym. Mayockisms. Oh, my God. Oh. Like, we got plastered by the 11th pick. Quicker than fast, faster than quick. He said that. High ceiling, low floor. Yeah. My that, favorite, that. my favorite, and tell me if you can spot the coding, uh, was when he's, Mayock himself referred to Andrew Luck as surprisingly athletic and RG3 as surprisingly accurate. They're both first-round quarterbacks. Andrew Luck used to do decathlons. How is he surprisingly <laughs> athletic? How is RG3 surprisingly accurate? It was, man, this is like, all right, am I the only one who sees this? Why are you surprised by a quarterback throwing the ball properly? That's kind of what they're supposed to do, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's last time I checked. But I'm wondering, how do you misdiagnose a heart condition? And uh, you're asking. Uh, that's... Because it's not the first uh, time. I it happens every year. Uh, uh, yeah, misdiagnosis happen all the time. But it's with weird. Him, yeah. It's honestly, I think it's because they got to do all these physicals for guys on a short period of time. Yeah. And there's something that, like, raises a red flag. And then it's like anywhere else where um, in any workplace you get all these, like, Got all this gossip or whatever. It feels like the same kind of thing. It just feels like uh, the same people in, in, in every office that they gossip. It's the same thing that get the NFL combine. Um, Andy, my Dolphins uh, traded right. for uh, Josh Rosen, who was drafted tenth overall uh, last season. Right. What, what's how do you feel about that move? I think that trade value was phenomenal. Agreed. And the reason, and I go back to my comment on Steve Klein, who I think. Him and Gettleman are just in a foot race to, to figure out who is the most incompetent general manager in pro football. Because this guy, we're not talking about a different regime coming in. He's been through, this is his third head coach, uh, his second, third quarterback. You draft Josh Rosen in the first round. You bring in Cliff Kingsbury, who is a loser in his last year at college. But yeah. he's very and attractive. So very good He's a handsome man. I'll give so him that. His girlfriend, yeah. You know, he, he's, he's a good looking dude. Him and McVeigh, you know? Yeah. yeah but. But, they would make amazing but, babies. The two absolutely. of them, oh my God, beautiful. Just, just gorgeous humans. The next generation of mankind is going to be in great shape. Not from a football mind standpoint, but just, yeah. just I think we're fine. Aesthetics. Physically, we're fine. Yeah. But what happened was, okay, it got out. They're going to draft Kyler Murray. Then they try to be like, maybe we won't. And everyone's like, yeah, you are. It's like, maybe we won't. It's like, yeah, you are. And then they couldn't trade Josh Rosen because no one bought his BS. And so all of a sudden you have zero leverage. Not only do they do the Dolphins get Josh Rosen, they also get a fifth round pick. The Cardinals had to add in a pick to get rid of him. Yeah, so amazing. it's insane. Honestly, it's weird for me to compliment the Dolphins because I'm the I'm the typical Miami Dolphins fan. Is like, oh, we suck, but there's the beach. It's okay. <laughs> the beach is there, you know. So I'm just I'm happy that that, that you know worst case worst case they'll suck, which they were gonna suck anyway. And they didn't give up a ton to get a guy who has potentially enormous upside, mm-hmm. who a team gave up on really quickly. I, have you ever seen anything like this, uh, Andy, where a team invests this much capital into one position in back-to-back drafts? No, and, and this is coming from a Browns fan, guys. Okay, <laughs> I king of incompetent drafts and terrible general. Even the Browns haven't screwed up this bad. Yeah. Like, you think about it. If you hit on two first-round picks in a row – that can change your whole franchise. If you miss on them, it can set you back big time. So while I wasn't necessarily a Josh Rosen fan coming out last year, I love the value for the Dolphins. And you guys are absolutely right. Because what happens is the Dolphins have Fitzmagic. We know he's going to be fine through four games and fall off a cliff. 
Josh Rosen, if he turns out to be the answer, hallelujah for the Dolphins. Great, you're on your way. If not, it's supposed to be a real good quarterback class next year. You didn't give up too much. You can still keep Rosen as a backup with controllable term on that contract and trade up and go get your quarterback of the future. It's it's really a no-lose situation for Miami. Andy, um, look, I'm a really depressed Raiders fan, and I'm, I came be. out of I came out of this draft really confused with the first pick that we took, Colin Farrell, who was, yeah. who a lot of uh, a lot of analysts were saying was going to be like an early second round pick. What do you What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the, the Raiders draft, and I went into this thinking, okay, this is going to be. I'm I was never buying that Mike Mayock was going to make all the decisions as a true GM. It was going to be Gruden, um, <laughs> and, and at the draft party, guys, it was one of those things where we're like. Hold on. Did we miss who else is available on the board? <laughs> like, listen, and the thing is, Colin Farrell is a very good football player. Yeah. He's part of that Clemson front. So the player itself, if you take it on its own, I am happy with. At the spot, though, you gave up on how many – Ed Oliver was there, Rashawn Gary was there. Like, yeah. you gave up on high-end so where you could have gotten – you could have gotten Clown Farrell probably with that 24 pick, yeah, maybe absolutely. with the 27th pick. Yeah. So the positioning was weird. I did like their other two picks in the round. You got Josh Jacobs looking like a great pick now with Isaiah Crowell being out for the year with the torn Achilles. Um, and, and then you, you have you, – uh, you still have Clown Farrell as a good piece. It's just like, man, you probably could have got even better. Who was their third pick? I'm trying to remember the 27th pick, who they got. It was, it was John, Jonathan Abram. Oh, I, and I like that one. That was my top-rated safety. That's right. Because the, the um, Packers took Darnell Savage as the safety, which I thought was a little bit of a reach. Um, so I thought the first round for the Raiders overall, if you just took player-wise, was good. You just could have got better. The other the thing uh, I read the next day was about how uh, John Gruden claims the phone never rang for that pick. And that's why, uh, despite their interest in trading down, uh, they never, they never did so, and that's why they went with Farrell, who's the guy they wanted. What, do you think that's truth, or just Gruden hiding uh, <laughs> the fact that he drafted a guy way too high? I, I, I think it's probably. <laughs> I, I, I can't really trust too much. John Gruden says, but in this case, guys, the interesting part about this draft is a lot of, outside of maybe the one or two top spots in each position group. So many more were clumped together as real good players, mm -hmm. but depending on your scheme, depending on your grades and fits, you could almost switch them up. That was the, for cornerback, for safety, for defensive line. So I might I might agree that nobody called because another team might think, well, you know what? We have a couple of the guys that we can get on the D-line. It was so deep. So I might actually buy that um, because, yeah, you could go cornerback. Like the Browns got Greedy Williams in the second round, first round value. That's a That's steal. A well, pick. so here's, here's, here's my thing. I, I actually, I'm, I mean, I'm biased as a Bulldogs fan, but I, I like DeAndre Baker as the number one corner in, in, mm. in uh, the draft. I like Byron Murphy. Um, Greedy, Greedy Williams, a knock against him, seems like Gettleman wrote the knock and that he can't tackle in a league where there's so much passing. So much is coverage. that even a concern anymore the same way it was, let's say, 20 years ago? No, not not really. And the thing is, they say he's more of a shoulder tackler. If you're a man cover corner in this league, you need to cover. You need to get in their way. You need to not get penalized. You can. I think you can tweak, train, adjust tackling techniques at this level. You can't teach six foot one and a half and his range and his length and his aggressiveness. You can't really teach that. Yeah. So I'll take a little bit of a sloppy tackling where most of the plays that are going to be man-to-man, -man, you're going to be going for jump ball type things anyway, and the players are going to be falling to the ground. I mean, I, I love the Greedy Williams pick. I think he was a first-rounder. He should have been a yeah. first-rounder. But, you know, this league, this 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 year was so 
and had so much depth at DB and at D-line that any of these guys could have gone anywhere. My, yes. biggest, my biggest shock is that Oliver falling right to the Bills. That's, That's my insane. biggest yeah. shock because he was the best player to me in the draft, I think. Huge. That The Bills, we talked about who had a great draft. I said yeah. Washington, but the Bills can be right there. Also, you get Cody Ford, not the sexiest so, pick as a tackle, but a stud. How uh, awkward was it, Cody Ford? on stage with with goodell because he came on like later <laughs> yeah. and right. he, and like he went to like take a picture with goodell but goodell kind of didn't take the picture with him <laughs> and it was so fucking awkward i felt so bad for the kid he turned all red and he walked right off stage it was the most awkward fucking thing ever well it was also the wilkins on. when wilkins jumped at jumped that was at my goodell favorite and yeah i was like terrified for his life oh, of course man you're, <laughs> you're getting jumped by a 300 pound <laughs> and like, like could, could, like could goodell have shown less swag though? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, what is this goodell's back it's like what yeah it was <laughs> It, it was, did you hear there was a, a Browns pick? I think it was Sione Takitaki, coolest Taki, name in the draft next yep. to Sheldrick Redwine. There's some great names in this draft. Taki, but Taki was nice. the Browns called him, and he didn't. Take, he, he was in the bathroom, so they had to call him back. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, he's in the bathroom? Can you call back in like two minutes? And, and then they did. It was good this year, the draft, because I've been to Nashville, so when I was watching, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it, was nice, it was nice to see. And I actually I watched like pretty much all three days, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was fun. It was fun to watch this year. I usually don't really watch that much. I'll just look after. Mm-hmm. It's like that whole Bill, the whole Bill Burst. I kind of agree with you because again, I went last year in Nashville, and it's it's one of the coolest cities I've been to. Oh, and I want to go. It made Beautiful. it feel okay that I spent all day drinking in my office. Yeah. Yeah. That seems right, right? It's like, well, it's not my fault, Nashville. It was so beautiful, man. Nashville's honestly, Andy, if you have a chance to go, Nashville's amazing. It's fun. Awesome. I want to. I want to. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Road let's, trip. Let's, let's, let's do the show road trip. trip. Let's get so, it. Let's get some sponsors. Let's do the show from Nashville. I'm down. You <laughs> sponsors? So, yeah, we'll uh, sponsors. But to pay for us. I don't want to pay for it. Yeah, we're not paying, exactly. no, we're not paying for anything. We just, um, just enough for the bourbon. We're too poor. So, <laughs> Terry, which, what, what did you have in your bourbon? What was your what was oh, your, uh, what was your old fashioned? I had the, uh, the, the pink grapefruit and agave. That and sounds delicious. Fucking, it's pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. And I had the... Cocoa and macadamia. I actually really like Would it. It's, it's kind of sweet, kind of like a DJ Sif kind of thing. It's uh-huh. a nice little taste. I like that. What type of bourbon were you using? Bullet, bullet, and orange juice. Oh, but yeah. bullet is my good. That's my go-to like daily, like like not a fancy kind. That's my. I love bullet. Yeah. Bullet's phenomenal. That's, One that's thing good. you guys might want to try now. It's it's. I don't know other brands that have it, but I get it when I go to Cleveland. They have Cleveland whiskey, mm-hmm. and the perfect old-fashioned that I make is with. They're sugar maple wood with the black walnut bitters. And then what I did, guys, I mixed I mixed up the recipe. One day I was out of brown sugar, so I went with a spot of honey and a splash awesome. of orange juice instead of peeling the stupid orange peel, doing the orange juice, mixed it up. It, it was a whole new world. It was phenomenal. You do honey instead of brown sugar, and you put in the little bit of maple. Whew, that's good. You know what they say, alcohol breeds creation. It's or hate. something it's like that. Well, it does. It does because think of all those kids that are born because of alcohol. Also, it's very true. So also, <laughs> our show too. Sorry. Also, our show. <laughs> yes, our alcohol show does is, feed yeah. our show specifically. Um, Andy, uh, you joined us, of course, uh, from TSN. Also, uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Yeah. Uh, you can go there, and if you're a degenerate like myself and Terry, yes. you'll uh, you'll spend a little too much time there, too much of your earnings. Wait, but that's fine. You it's get some of it fun. back, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and if you want excellent advice, Andy is the guy to go to when it comes to uh, your your fantasy draft coverage. So uh, yes, make back some of the earnings you may have lost on gambling sites. Yes. Buy everything you learned from Andy McNamara. <laughs> um, aside from that, Andy, your new Twitch channel is at? Yes, thanks, guys. Yeah, twitch.tv slash Andy Mac Live. So it's kind of a cool thing. I'm still trying to learn it because Twitch is 
mainly known for gamers, right? People mm -hmm. playing online. But I got approached by these guys from Amazon. Amazon bought Twitch for 930 million bucks. Pocket change for Amazon. That's crazy. Yeah. And so they're what they're doing is they're creating out some sports channels in addition. So if I'm doing my TSN shows, I'm, I'm maybe, hey, here's behind the scenes we're doing shows. I do it from the studio here uh, for out and a lot like the draft event brought it out. So we're doing a lot of cool stuff that way. And the good thing is, too, if you anybody has Amazon Prime, you just go to twitch.tv slash Andy Live. You click subscribe, subscribe for free. And then there's a whole bunch of other cool stuff that comes out, some original emojis. We're going to be creating some other stuff uh, for the show. And, of course, yeah. Sports, fantasy football, bourbon, whole bunch of cool stuff. Nice. Uh, how long do you think before Amazon realizes we all share accounts? I mean, if we were to yeah, share I mean, accounts. Yeah, yeah, Hypothetically. I mean. <laughs> uh, what I would think is, you know how they have those drones somewhere? They probably just heard you guys say that and the end is near. <laughs> yeah, the end is near. Damn it. Yeah. God you, damn uh, it. Uh, probably should near this part. Well, hopefully uh, those drones can uh, deliver you from the 6 to 514 and we'll, we'll spend a oh. night out and go on a rager. I want to, guys. You know what? I've been, the last time I was in Montreal was when I was doing play-by-play -play for the Ticats games for TSN 1150. Oh, um, cool. So I was twi twice there a few years ago now. And it was my third time to Montreal. And every time I go, I'm like, man, this city's so awesome. It's so cool. Yeah, Montreal. So I want to get back there for Especially sure. Especially in the summer. Montreal's amazing in the yeah, summer. Yeah, Montreal transforms in the summer. In the summer, other than the orange cones, there's so many festivals. <laughs> just don't drive. Don't drive your drive anyway. Yeah, just don't drive. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, and likewise, definitely going to get out to Toronto as well. Absolutely. Uh, guys. Tell me if you're coming out. Absolutely. For sure, Toronto, for sure. It'll be a good time. Just for you. Andy, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us uh, for a drink. Uh, now you're free to go get yours. Yes, as, uh, I am. I'm thirsty. As we continue on with the rest of our show. Thank you All very right, much. All right, boys. Have a good one. You thanks, too, Andy. bud. Yeah. Awesome. And we're back. That was awesome. I love I love talking to Andy Terry. It's amazing. Andy's the best. Andy's Andy the best. is runner up for guest of the year. Yeah. Like runner ups. He's in the lead for guest of the year, I think. It's up to him. Him and Mark Dumo, they're like Ooh, neck and neck, but I think Andy's got the bump. They're also two people that if they had sex and had children together. They'd be a very informative okay. sports broadcaster. What? I was thinking an alternate world where two yeah. can have children together. Okay, alternate world again. Okay. I missed yeah, that. An alternate right. world where men can get pregnated. Mark Dumo and Andy yeah. Mack would make a very imagine, educated imagine sports. Imagine how inflated your dick would have to get journalists. Like push out a baby. That brings us to rapid fire. Yeah, you push <laughs> out, you, you, no, you push it out your ass. Oh, wait, you shit out a kid? Yeah. And you have a shit kid. Before we do, uh, <laughs> before, before we do rapid fire, because I'm getting a document up. Yeah. Uh, I have a really serious question for you guys. Would you rather have for a full year yes. a shaved head or shaved eyebrows or both? A shaved head. Shaved head. I have an excellent scalp. When somebody always notices your eyebrows. Nobody See, I feel, I feel like if I shave my head, I'm going to have a really, because I have a really weird bump at the back of my head. So it's I feel okay. like people are just going to start to bump at the back of my head. Once, <laughs> uh, before we went to New York, uh, New York City, Duke asked me to shave the back of his head to touch it up. And you fucked it I all up. And, and oh, I got like halfway yep. up. So the whole time in New York City, it looked like he had a helmet of hair. <laughs> my buddy Mark, one time he offered to shave my head when I was like 17. He shaved it. And uh, he didn't tell me that he did a terrible job. And we went out that night and I did not, I was not successful that night for obvious reasons because I had patches of. Oh, that was shaved head in my hair, yeah. Rapid, Rapid fire! fire. <laughs> Kyle Guy can't register for gifts for his wedding. Um, so as the guy who's getting married right now, that's a punch in the dick. <laughs> so it was actually what we spoke about yeah, uh, last a couple weeks ago. Or we last did. Week, last week. Ian last Thompson, same the running back of the Boise State. Yeah. He, the NCAA sent him a letter saying you can't register for gifts and you can't accept any gifts at your wedding because you're a student athlete. It's the same thing. 
Fuck you, NCAA. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking stupid, man. The guy wants to get married. He wants to get, accept a toaster. But you can see how Let this... Let him accept the but fucking you, toaster. But you can see how this would be a perfect opportunity for for uh, for people to put money inside a toaster. Ah, <laughs> and give it to Fine. Them. Who cares? Who cares? You know what? The guy deserves it. Yeah. The guy won He's only getting hit. He won fucking March Madness. Okay? He's a fucking national champion. These are the guys that have the physical toll on their bodies. They're the ones in practice, and they're the ones not getting paid. Yeah, but it's illegal. Illegal? It's not illegal. It's against their rules. It's, it's also against illegal. Illegal. It's, it's, it's a violation. It's tax evasion? Well, yeah, it absolutely is illegal. There's only tax evasion issues, though, because you're not allowed to pay them. If you're allowed to pay them, they can declare the income. It's undeclared. You're creating a black market. <laughs> Look, Terry. <laughs> fuck's sake. Terry, how much money do you think you can hide inside a toaster? I'd say $20,000. I was going to say twenty. dollars 10000 in each slot. Clearly, we've done this before. Depends on how if you have four slots, well, four forty thousand. Yeah, forty thousand exactly. Yeah. A thousand. 10, get that eight. Slot. Get that eight slot toaster, that industrial size one. Bagel size. Oh, bagel size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you guys get feel about? Cutter. What do you guys feel about four slice toasters? Forty thousand dollars. That's how I feel. Yeah. I, I only toast. Extra money inside. So I don't Extra know. money inside. Next up, Lesnar is Les out. Okay, so I know what you're saying here, and I guess you created the topic the, Always. the subject so brock lesnar is out of the ufc there was rumors that he was going to fight daniel cormier well well not rumors he showed up after daniel cormier won the heavyweight championship and he challenged into a fight it was supposed to happen uh now he said he's out he's been tested a couple times uh, by usada this year uh so i guess he failed those tests oh because he looks like a living monster yes because he, he looks like an actual nightmare because he's fully on hgh yeah and uh so now uh daniel cormier will fight stipe Again, for the belt, which is the right fight to do. Do you, do you like watching uh, Cormier fight? I love Cormier. One of because my favorite fights. Yeah, that's you know why? Is because the right question him. is, Terry, as a fight fan, do you like watching Lesnar fight? I hate watching Lesnar. It's fight. awful. I've always hated watching but, Lesnar. But the, from what I hear from other fight fans is that people generally find Cormier very boring. He's the king of the grind, bro. And first of all... Me king of him, the grind me, sounds fucking boring. Me and him have the same body. Yeah. <laughs> king of the grind. King of, the grind, king of the Grind is like, oh, you're so good at dating, you must be great at masturbation. Yeah, exactly. No, King of the Grind is, <laughs> I'm going to put in so much work in your DMs that you're going to end up giving it to me. Mm. That's what King of the Grind is. And that's, king, that's of the that's grind, me. king of the Grind is, I will continuously run two-yard runs until I get a first down, which and mathematically is not possible. Do you have any other analogies? King of the Grind is also when I try to stick my penis inside a drywall. Mm. Yeah, that's King of the Grind. Yeah, King of the Grind. Um, so the next one hurts so much. Um, the next topic is uh, Brooklyn Nets happen to be rumored to get Kevin Durant and other, and they, they seem to be courting other uh, other how, other free how, agents. Uh, how mad are you right now? It's 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 fucking annoying. Yeah, you know why? Because <laughs> the Knicks annoying. are shit. They're fucking. The terrible. only thing good about the Knicks is that James Dolan. Yeah, James Dolan's there. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so they're James saying is trash. they're saying that Kevin Durant. Now this is guy. some random report, and I think it's probably just leverage more than anything else. The random report is saying that Kevin Durant, Kawhi, and other players like Harris are rumored to be interested. So here's the what, why Tobias Harris. Sick what, what's interesting about Brooklyn? Brooklyn is the new up and coming hipster spot, bro. Yeah, but which one of these guys strikes you as a hipster? Uh, yeah, but Tobias a, Harris. I give him a hipster. No, but it's oh, his name's Kevin Tobias. Durant. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Kevin Durant is the, the the millennial NBA player. Yeah, it doesn't make him a hipster. Though. I can't picture Durant. suspenders and big glasses. So hipster, so Fuck hipster. Durant. Can, can I see? Can you see? Doesn't I can see Russell, Russell, Russell Westbrook going to Brooklyn. Durant, yeah, Durant, Durant than Kevin Durant. I can't see Kevin Durant eating avocado toast. Durant doesn't even crack my top five. Who's the top five? Then I'm curious. <laughs> uh, You've yeah. asked this so many times. Yanni. Okay. Curry. Yeah. 
Wait, wait, top five players. Yeah. Oh, you're also wrong. <laughs> um, so top the, five of what? Though? What were you? I thinking? thought you meant most hipster. <laughs> oh, most hipster in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, you gotta go Kyle Korver mm-hmm. right away. Uh, uh, James Harden beard. Let's mm-hmm. go. Um, Is anyone Horace Grant? He was cool. He wore the glasses before it was cool. Yeah, but those up. were like those nerdy glasses. So I don't know. It's not yeah, very yeah but now they're cool. But now they're cool. So, but uh-huh. I I feel like I the, the Nets. The Nets are article in a, coming. The Nets are are in a better position than the Knicks in the sense that they have they have some really key players on their team already. Like they're already kind of set up where they they have they bring in a star, it'll be good. So imagine but the uh, thing is that hold on, but the thing is that the Knicks will be able they have much more tradable assets and they have the money to 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 sign, let's say Kyrie well, that's and the thing. KD. The problem, with, with the problem with the Nets is that the Nets they won't have those players. They'll have to trade they Russell. Three. They'll have to trade Russell. And in fact, the bigger story at Toronto. No, no, no. The bigger story. To. The bigger story out of Toronto is not even that Kawhi might leave. Is that Masai Ujiri, the the GM that built that team, is rumored to be going to Washington. Yeah, that's fucked up. So next up, we have draft day tragedy. 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 Let's say. <laughs> uh, so Corey Ballantine. Uh, Ballantine. Ballantine. He was shot after being drafted by the Giants in a uh, at 180th pick. Yeah. So uh, Corey Ballantyne, 180th pick uh, by the Giants, was his shot. Teammate, sorry, his, his yeah, his teammate died. Yeah, his teammate died. Uh, Dwayne Simmons. Simmons uh, passed away. At Washburn University, I think they play that, and uh, he's recovering. He'll be fine. But uh, it's sad, man, because you want to go out and celebrate with your buddies and. Well, that and like, shit goes it's just, down. It's, it's an awful reminder that these things happen. Oh fuck! And it can happen to anyone. Um, my favorite thing, a lot though, more often than we know. My, my thing with this is watching Mike Francesa's reaction, where he's automatically criticizing the players, not knowing any, not knowing any of the details. You no, know, on the show we always say like, why, why even give this guy? You can have an off-field incident with any draft pick, any time, any team, but when you finish your draft and stress how you went out of your way to take the right kind of guys, the guys you want on the team, the guys who are going to be great character guys, and you stress that as strongly as the Giants did, it looks pretty bad when one of them gets shot. Corey Ballantyne is going to be an night. NFL player for 10 years. The kid's amazing. But Mike Frances is, has, is completely, and I'm going to use Mo Khan's term here, tone deaf. And he needs to fuck do the himself. research. He it's needs been to five fuck seconds. Wait, he, just wait till the information comes he out. He needs to fuck himself in the ass. Is what he needs to do. Next, Mister Big Bigger Checks, Dabo Sweeney. Dabo <laughs> Dabo signs a ninety-three million dollar contract to coach at Clemson. That's yo. When up. you tweeted me that, actually, the research to see because like you all say like, but the kids get free education. Yeah. So I looked up how much, how many semesters Dabo Sweeney can pay for. He can pay for sixty-two hundred semesters. <laughs> he can that's, pay for the goddamn education for the kids. Fucking crazy. Sixty-two hundred divided by fifty. What is that, Eagle? Too much. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Like he can pay for thirty-one students. Yeah. Okay. For thirty-one years of all his teams, for the next thirty-one years, he can pay for all his teams and their college tuition for the next thirty-one years, just with that salary. It's out of this world. I, I hate I hate the argument saying there's not enough money to play, pay these kids. No, no. And I know that they say, oh, but football generates all the money. So put it on a sliding scale. Let's ju- if there wasn't enough money, the fact that we have a three-day broadcast on the best players in the country going to the NFL, it stumps your fucking your your. your Dude, we're getting ready to get out of here. Just start whipping some random questions at us as we start signing off. I'm Pease. You're Terry. That's Eagle. Duke's written some questions at us. This has been Hot Sauce Sports. Can you get drunk off mouthwash?
I've tried. Yeah, you can, but it's and fucking terrible. You'll puke. Can, can humans tickle themselves? I can't. I'm not no, you can't. I fucking impossible. tried. Fuck it's a, but why? Why is it impossible? You know what's coming. Yeah, but what if you don't see it coming? What if while you're sleeping? How do you sleeping, not see it coming? Well, what if blind people tickle themselves? Yeah, but what if let me let me let me give you a hypothetical. Your arm is asleep. Someone else grabs your arm and tickles yourself with their arm. Yes, that's a good one. What's the worst thing you've ever uh, worn in public? For me, it was a fake shark tooth necklace. I used to wear in high school a full orange tracksuit. I have several stains below this table. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last one: Uh, nosy neighbors or noisy neighbors. Uh, I'd rather nosy neighbors. No, then I can, I'd rather have noisy. Then I can actively tell them to go fuck themselves. No, I, I like noisy because I don't give a shit. I'm deaf. Yeah, because you know, you know, that's a good point. Because if they're noisy, then you can be noisy. What's your Man, favorite? Just what, think of both of you screaming at last, loud as possible, <laughs> having sex. What's your All what's your what's your, what's your favorite cheese? What's your favorite cheese? Craft singles, baby. Oh, fuck. That's it. I'm done. Craft singles, baby. That's some black truffle cheese. That shit was delicious. Also, you fuck off. That shit was delicious. Hot Sauce Sports. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.